welcome. This is Talking Joy, creating joy, inner peace, and authentic connections. My name is Pam Rotelli-Robertson, and I am founder of lifestyle brand Talking Joy. As a certified spiritual director, I have been leading groups with the power of words, the strength of positivity, and the gift of joy. During our time together, our focus will be on simple spiritual practices that can be applied to your everyday life with the wisdom and support of others. Talking Joy talks to help you realize your value. I am so glad you're here. Simple, joyful, fun. Let's get talking. Hi, and welcome to the Talking Joy podcast. I'm excited to have my guest back today, nutrition expert Allison Tebow. Today we are talking about women's health. In this easy conversation about being mindful about what you eat, we offer tips for fueling your body with just what it needs. This is a great place to start right here with these simple suggestions. Take After we recorded in our last podcast and I interviewed you about your life and I got lots of texts and lots of phone calls from friends wanting to know exactly what I'm eating. And, you know, they couldn't believe how you shared in your story that when you were younger, that you ate a lot of fast food and that, you know, a couple of people mentioned that to me, they were blown away by um, your honesty, perhaps, and that, you know, you really turned your whole diet and life around. And I think by sharing that, it made it so relatable to other people that, that they too can have this opportunity to turn around. So I just thought that I would have you back and that we would talk about some tangible ways or, um, you know, that women, especially for women's health, that we could add things to our life. And I think I mentioned to you before we went on to air that when I teach someone spiritual practices, I don't overload them with tasks. I usually have them add on to something that they're already doing, or I might give them one task a week um, so, and you and I were also talking about how, you know, I didn't know what an adaptogen was until, you know, until I met you. And now when I read that in a new cookbook that I bought, there are words and phrases and an understanding that I have. So it has been a process of learning and, and to be patient with yourself that if you want to make change in your diet, that it, you can't just do it overnight. It's, it's too much. You set yourself up for failure, perhaps. What would you say about that? Yeah. So in order to be successful, you need to take it one step at a time. And having a, a support system really helps as well. Finding somebody who is not Google to get your information from is also really important as well. Because, you know, as we know, Google you know, over 80% of what's on Google is false information. So you want to make sure that you find yourself a professional to help guide you in the right direction and to make sure that you go about this properly because it's it, it takes time and patience in order for change to happen. It's a process, just like, you know, just like life. You go through the stages of life. Same thing with nutrition and your health go through the stages and it's never going to be perfect. It's always a work in progress and you're always going to be learning. And that's one of the beauties of it. You find what works for you, you find what does it and you know, onto the next. Yeah. One thing you're I was saying about it being a process because when people were texting me, they just want the recipe. They're like, well, you're having overnight oats. Just, can I have the recipe? And they sort of want just that quick thing that if I have that for breakfast, that I'm all set. 
But what, what I'm hearing is that don't Google because you're not going to find the right answers or, or the healthy answers to really find a professional, find somebody that really understands food on um, a nutrient level that you do that can educate you and understand that if I have the oats in the morning, that then I have to balance it out with all of these other things throughout the day to get my sort of dose of nutrients for, for the whole day. And it's not just about what I'm having for breakfast, um, that it's, it's much more than that. It's really an education. It was an, it has been, and still is an unfolding this education and learning, you know, um, to navigate the grocery store in a whole new way. Absolutely. And what's so fascinating about nutrition is everything we, everything we eat feeds our cells or tissues or organs, you know, our body functions well because of the food we eat. And it's really about quality, right? But not just about, you know, quality of food. It's about your sleep, your stress level, hydration, you know, all these other factors that come into play. It's like driving a car. I think I, I used this analogy before, but driving a car and putting really cheap oil and gas in it and expecting it to run well for a long period of time. It's not going to happen. Same thing with your own body and with nutrition, these lifestyle uh, modifications, it's, it's really about bio-individuality bio as well, because we all have different metabolism. You know, we, we all process foods differently. So, you know, finding what works for you based on, you know, your, your own body and your own lifestyle is also really important as yeah. well. Can you talk to me a little bit about how women's bodies change? Um, I know mine has, you know, I was very skinny and tiny all my life and I'm, it's not that I'm big now, but it just, my body has shifted and, you know, I've moved into sort of, you know, beyond the childbearing years. And, uh, and I think that my diet has had to change with that. Absolutely. Metabolism changes hormones change as as we age and your your diet and your lifestyle have to shift with it absolutely and yeah. what would you recommend um, that women do yeah what would you be your like you know top three things that women could do for that sort of hormonal health so as women we're naturally givers but we also have to remember that we're also important too so if we take better care of ourselves we'll have more to give others. So the top three things I would say is one, most definitely sleep. Yeah, I say seven to nine hours, try to get in that window, but ideally eight to nine hours is really important. Uh, you know, it's like trying to use your phone at 20% and it's 8 a.m. in the morning. You're like, oh shoot, my phone didn't charge overnight and you expect it to run well you know, throughout the rest of the day. You're trying to like, you know, save your battery as much as you can. Uh, keeping stress down, you know, incorporating meditation, incorporating yoga, some type of, you know, physical activity, whatever it is to help you keep your stress down and just slow down because life moves fast enough. Just being a little more present, and being right where you are at that moment in time, instead of thinking about, okay, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? Yeah. Just and in order to set down. yourself up for a good night's sleep, tell me, uh, I watched, I think on one of your a day in a life of Allison YouTube videos, 
your nighttime routine to set yourself up for a good night's sleep. And what do, can you tell me? Yeah, about so that? absolutely. So your so there's a hormone that called melatonin that starts to kick in late afternoon, around three or four p.m., and that's when your metabolism starts to slow down. That's one of the reasons why dinner should really be your smallest meal of the night. It's kind of like capping, uh, capping your day of what you didn't get earlier. So your metabolism is slowing down and, uh, you know, your body is getting ready to slow down for sleep. So what I typically tend to do is towards the end of the day, I'll wear blue light blocking glasses, because if you have too much stimulation around you and, uh, too much of these lights and you're, you know, we're on our phone, all of these the things light blocking glasses, on. like, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. yeah. the, the light blocking glasses that you're talking about are the, like the computer glasses that have sort of that, I don't know. I have yeah, them, but they, you can, um, they look clear. They look regular glasses, or you can get the ones that are more yellow. I wear those when I'm actually like in bed. And if I'm like, happen to still like be doing emails or if the TV's on or something like that. Uh, I feel like those are a little more protective, but if I'm in meetings and I just wear my clear ones and you know, that way, you know, the lights don't, um, blocking those lights will, will allow your body to continue to produce uh, the melatonin. Uh, so you can have a good night's sleep, but also, you know, I highly recommend staying off, you know, electronics or anything stimulating at least an hour or two before bed, you know, just slowing down, you know, maybe what I do on my phone is I, I have it set. So two hours before or an hour and a half before bed, my phone like goes dim. Like I can't receive phone calls. I can't receive text messages. I can't receive emails. My phone doesn't go off at all until my alarm goes off. You know, this is interesting too, Allison, because here we are talking about nutrition and we're thinking of food and you're talking about ways that this does affect your body. You know, the, the screen time, this is probably great for parents or, you know, moms listening to this, to do this with their kids. Um, that this affects your, the sleep affects your physical body. Absolutely. Well, studies show that not enough sleep increases your risk of cardiovascular disease and diabetes. It affects your blood sugar and poor blood sugar maintenance increases risk of of weight gain and obesity, you know, all these endocrine disorders. And as we get older, we want to make sure that, you know, we, we keep our hormones tight and, you know, we want to, we want to make sure that they're working well because it's very easy for them to not. So also our body has something called a circadian rhythm. So even if you, you know, I have have some clients who tell me, yeah, I get eight hours of sleep a night, but they go to bed at two o'clock in the morning and then wake up almost like afternoon, you know, at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. I'm no, no, no. That's not how your body works. Try to go to bed somewhere, like maybe a little bit after when the sun goes down and then wake up with the sun. That's kind of how the body, body works. That's the natural rhythm of, Absolutely. of, of the earth, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The body needs consistency in order to function well. Okay. You know, 
just like anything else, if, if all of a sudden we're out of routine, it kind of like throws our whole day off. Like, oh my gosh, what do I do now? Same thing with your body. You know, if it's out of whack, you can't expect everything else to function well. And, you know, sleep, I find it to be one of the hardest things for people to grasp and uh, make a daily habit and ritual, but it makes a world of a difference. So screen time reduction, how about uh, food intake? Do you stop eating at a certain time of night? Or do you recommend yes. that, you know, do you eat by say seven o'clock and not after type of thing? Absolutely. So I stop eating at least three to four hours before bed. I promote natural intermittent fasting. It gives your digestive system a break. Uh, but you also don't want to go to bed with food in your stomach. I mean, what is your body going to do with that? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, a little bit of digestion is going to happen. But also when I sleep, I want to make sure my brain recharges. My body does what it needs to do in order to recover from the day that I had so that I am more well rested the next day. Uh, you know, I'm sure there are people out there who have like, you know, really overeaten at dinner and yeah, they still got, you know, plenty of hours of sleep, but they still wake up like heavy, lethargic, you know, you know, food belly still happening. So, you know, making sure that you give yourself that window of, of time, but also it sets yourself up to, to burn more fat, you know, stimulate your metabolism to have, have that natural window of time. So I say at least 12 to 14 hours between dinner and breakfast the next day. And breakfast is breaking the fast. You know, people don't think of that that play on words. Mm -hmm. We do the word we say all the time, but I don't think we think about the meaning. It's supposed to break the fast. Part two of the podcast I asked Allison about alcohol consumption and its effects on women. She said that alcohol is a toxin and that too much can stress out your liver, your immune system, and it alters your blood sugar. This adds additional stress that is not good for your hormones. So before you reach for that glass of wine tonight, listen to some of the tips and tangible ways that we offer for a good night's sleep that are very calming. What would you say about alcohol consumption for women um, in this age range? and how that affects your body. I know a lot of people are drinking more than, than ever before because of the pandemic. And, you know, it used to be maybe on the weekends, but now it's bled into, there are no weekends. So it's... I know, every day is a weekend. <laughs> well, too much alcohol, one, it stresses out your liver, it stresses out your immune system, and it alters your blood sugar. All of those things do not play well with with hormones and trying to lose weight or maintain healthy weight. Also in alcohol, there can be a lot of excess carbohydrates and sugar. And too much of that, your body turns into fat. You know, so keeping in moderation, being mindful of how much you're consuming, but also alcohol is a toxin. If you have a cut and you put alcohol on it, what happens to it? It burns right? Our organs are very, very sensitive. It's very, very sensitive tissue. You apply alcohol to that, that, what's it going to do? It's it's not going to sit well. And I, you know, I try to educate this to my patients in in hospital care all the time, because I deal a lot with alcohol abuse. Mm. And I had this one patient who's severely jaundiced, the, the worst I've ever seen, like 
yellow, bright yellow, orange eyes. The skin was like yellow, orange, like I've never seen. And she's been coming in for, for a few months and, you know, she's been out of rehab, but you know, I try to educate, like your body is so sensitive. You know, you, you, you continue to introduce these toxins, but at the same time, you have all these other stressors going on. So your body's trying to recover from the toxins that you're introducing that it can't pay attention to all the other stressors that are going on. So you have all this additional inflammation going on, which is also not great for your hormones. Yeah. So trying to reduce all that stress as much as you can. Yeah. Sleeping, I would imagine is difficult um, to get a good night's sleep with alcohol in your system. You know, Absolutely. It's yeah. your number one thing was to get sleep. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, alcohol affects, affects sleep. Absolutely. What would you say then uh, is the rest of your routine? I know that there is an oil that you put. <laughs> do you still do that around? I spray my pillows with, uh, I love um, Rooted Earth Farm and I'll, I'll put this on the website, but I spray like sleeping spray and, and all this good stuff all over my, my pillow and my husband's pillow before we get in bed at night. And I just feel like, I don't know, there's something really comforting about that. Tell me about your routine. Absolutely. I love essential oils. I use them every day, all day. I actually, I have rollers that company. I'm actually very, very interested in hearing about that company. I use one called Sage. S-A-J-E or S-A-G-E? It's one of those. Yes, I think I... Yeah, they were... Okay, yeah, they were in the mall, but with the pandemic, you know, the mall not being busy, they're not there anymore. But uh, they're high quality essential oils that, you know, very, very good price. And I just, uh, you know, kind of roll it over the inside of my mask uh, while I wear it. It's very calming. I, I just, it's, I'm, I get very stressed when I have to wear the mask all day, what, but I also, which one are you putting, what flavor are you putting in the mask? Are you putting like thief oh. oil or like this one I have is called Raven and it's, uh, I think it's really good for like lung for like breathing and. Okay. Yeah. I use one by them. It's called, there's a few that I use, but my favorite one is called it's yoga. Okay. I find it to be very, very calming. I don't know exactly what's in there, but I find yeah, that that really calms me down. Well, this is a, gr- this is a great tip and... because I don't think that um, people think to put it in their mask as like a calming technique yeah. because I, I feel a little claustrophobic sometimes when I have the mask on and I'm, I'm somewhere and I'm trying to communicate with somebody and maybe I've rushed in there. So I'm already out of breath and then you can't really breathe. And um, it might be even a reminder sort of to just do that sort of that, you know, sort of like take your mantra in or something. It's, I love this. So you also yeah. do this at night before you go to bed. So at night I have other essential rollers specifically for sleep. Like there's one that you roll underneath the feet because this is actually fascinating. Whatever you step on, it actually hits your brain in 30 seconds. So if you're washing your floor with a heavy chemical like pine salt and you're doing it barefoot, all those chemicals rush right to the brain. Mm. So, you know, 
that's why, you know, if you go to the ocean, you walk on the sand, you, you walk in the water, it's like automatically like calming. Yes. It, it's very, you know, it's very fascinating how, how everything that touches us affects us, you know, physically, emotionally, mentally, you know, hormonally, hormonally. all that kind of stuff. And yeah, so I put it on the bottom of your feet. Yeah. There's one that's specifically for the, for the soles of the feet. I just rub it on the bottom. I love that one. I'm like out sleeping in like 10 minutes. And I also have another roller that I roll underneath my nose. Okay. And on the temples along the hairline. Um, and that one is called peppermint halo. I believe it's very cooling. I love that one. I think I have that and one. Then, I'll list okay. all of these for people who are listening. Yeah. But these are all great, um, tangible ways, you know, here, you probably think we're talking about food, but we're talking about really shutting down your day and getting a good night's sleep so that you, when you get up in the morning to break your fast, that you're fresh and ready to make good choices for the rest of the day. And to, you know, like you said, to fill your engine with, with all the good stuff. Absolutely. Part three of the podcast, we are talking about carbs and sugar. Is your go-to food in the morning a piece of toast? And did you know that loading up on carbs and sugar can lead to overindulging the rest of the day? Your first meal of the day is the most important. Lunch should be your biggest and dinner your smallest. And Allison says that if you need snacks in between, go for it. So can we talk about carbs and sugar um, and how you know people may over not eat enough during the day and maybe overindulge at dinner and, and obviously affects the sleep that we talked about. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? Like the tendency to do that, like, I mean, I know I've done that in my own life. Like I think oh, I'm not gonna eat a lot today and then I don't eat much, I don't eat much. And then I'm just ravenous and then you eat anything that you can find that's easily accessible. I read somewhere your recently, body's very yeah that toast is like the mo- the quickest thing that you can make that so many people go for carbs when they're in that situation. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, the body is very smart. If you don't give it something what it needs, it's going to really crave for it later on. So breakfast is the most important meal of the day. You know, whatever hour you're eating it, your first meal is the most important. You're feeding your brain, you're feeding your body. You know, you're feeding metabolism. It really sets up your entire day and feeding. So your first meal is so important that it actually affects your body's metabolism and what you're craving throughout the day. So if you do more of like a carby sweet breakfast, you're feeding your gut microbiome, which is full of all these different bacteria, that kind of food. And it's going to crave more of those foods throughout the day. So I like to do more of a savory breakfast, like eggs, some veggies in there, avocado, that's my favorite. And you're gonna have less um, cravings later on through the day because more blood sugar balancing, which is really important. That's so so if you have like more of the- have a bad breakfast, you know, a sweet breakfast, that that will set the tone for the entire day that you'll constantly crave the sweet stuff throughout the day. That's very interesting. Absolutely. Well, your gut microbiome, which is full of good and bad bacteria on purpose to protect you, you have the ability to change it every single day. It changes every single day based on your stress, your sleep, your diet, hydration, 
all things that you put on your skin, you know, all of these things change your gut microbiome. And the more, the better quality your gut microbiome is in the, the better your hormones are going to be your mood, your digestive system, your weight status, all of these things. So that's why I always say breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Lunch is your biggest dinner is your smallest. If you need snacks in between, go for it. So really setting yourself up for success by what you have in the morning. Um, now I eat, uh, I'd make overnight, overnight oats a lot, um, that you had recommended and, you know, I've added things to them. It's not just oats and it's a special kind of oats. It's a pure, is it a pure oat? Is that what it's called? It, yeah. So it's sprouted, sprouted um, organic oats. Yes. yes. So it's much easier on digestion and you get more of the nutrition out of it. But then I'm adding chia seeds and collagen and fiber and other things to it. Um, but that also feels like it's a hearty breakfast for me and, and keeps me full for a while. Um, would you recommend that? You know, I know a lot of people have that for breakfast. I think oats are a great idea. And, you know, adding the omega-3s in there, the, you know, the, the chia seeds, as you mentioned, that's so important. Actually, one tablespoon of chia seeds offers 162% of omega-3s from plant-based sources. And omega-3s are really important for reducing inflammation. The collagen is a very, very easy absorbable source of protein. You know, and I know you add cinnamon to it, which is great for blood sugar stability and maintenance. I think so, a lot of people don't know um, that. Say that again about cinnamon. Oh, cinnamon uh, helps to maintain healthy blood sugar maintenance and stability. So you don't have like the, the highs and the lows. That's why I think it's a great idea to add the coffee because you know you can have that crash a little bit after coffee, but the cinnamon helps to stabilize a little bit more. But also cinnamon is a spice that also uh, can aid in, in weight loss and fat burn too. I feel like it gives me, the cinnamon gives me that feeling of having something sweet. I, I was never a sweet person in the morning anyway. Just, I don't know, I used when I was a kid, it would make me feel nauseous. I mean, my body was, was telling me not to eat it, but I was never a pancake syrup type of person. Um, but I, I'm much more savory, but having that little cinnamon in my coffee or in the oats makes it feel a little more decadent anyway. So, and then there's the added benefit from it that people might not know of. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, lunch, well, I always say your meal should have four components to it. So you have protein, fiber, greens, and healthy fats. I make sure greens has its own category because people don't eat enough. <laughs> so I, I want a little more reinforcement to add greens. You know, all vegetables, fruits, grains have fiber. That's really important as women you need. I mean, they say you should have, you know, 22, 25 grams of fiber a day. I think that's too little. I think women should have at least 35 grams okay. of fiber in a day and making sure that you're well hydrated. So you can, you can have regular bowel movements as well. And, you know, so having greens at every meal and having the veggies at every meal on top of that is so important because these veggies, fruits, greens have so much nutrition to it, all these vitamins and minerals that help support, you know, metabolism, energy. Uh, they also support the, the breakdown of the you know, fats, proteins, carbs. Uh, so everything works 
hand in hand synergistically. And if you happen to be deficient in any one of them, it's going to throw your whole body off. And how would you your know? Your body's going to do whatever it can to make up for that. Yeah. Would you feel tired or? Yeah. So each, it's interesting. You can get all different kinds of, of symptoms from nutritional deficiencies. And each one is, is special on its own. Like if you're vitamin D deficient, you might get like bleeding gums. It could also mean you don't floss, <laughs> but you know, particularly something like that. Or if you're vitamin D deficient, you could have, you know, reduced immune system. You might be a moody, depressed, um, you know, so each one is, each one is different. Working How important with, do you think the diet is for people that have, um, you know, inflammatory disease is like, is it Hashimoto? Am I saying that right? Yeah, Hashimoto's or Graves disease, hyperthyroidism or hypothyroidism. So um, Hashimoto's is hypothyroidism, mm -hmm. Graves disease is hyperthyroidism. With autoimmune disease, diet is so important. I cannot stress that enough. Your body is already stressed out. You need to support it with great nutrition, excellent sleep, keeping stress down. Your body's already stressed out. You have to keep external stresses down. Um, doing, uh, because your body's already stressed out, I wouldn't recommend intense exercise. Okay. Oh, Something more calming like yoga. This was a specific question from a listener that listened to our first okay. podcast about this. Oh, okay. They have, they suffer from this and, and we're curious about, again, what am I eating? And, and, you know, I can't nail this home enough, but it is a process in, in understanding everything that I've learned from you and that I've been very patient with myself. I haven't beat myself up. If I slip, you know, I've, definitely have come a long way in understanding it and that there isn't this like, oh, just give me the overnight oat recipe and I'll be on my way. There's much more to it if, if you're interested in healing your body. Absolutely. And also with, with thyroid issues, if you're on medication, you also want to be careful uh, because there are foods that may prevent the absorption of it. So your, your friend is probably on Synthroid or Levothyroxine. Yeah, I'm not sure. Okay. So she should, she should one, talk to her doctor or her doctor might know. I know a lot of doctors that don't know the, you know, how, how medications and food interact, but you know, the doctor can probably recommend her to talk to a dietitian and the dietitian can, can help her out with that. Because yeah. there, if you're on medications, there are a lot of, you know, with, a lot of medications can cause nutritional deficiencies. So like if you're on a statin and if you're on a proton pump inhibitor for like acid reflux or something like that, because statins actually can cause acid reflux. And a lot of people don't know that. You know, that's why a lot of doctors give those medications hand in hand that causes B12 deficiency, calcium deficiency, you know, all these other things. So when, when I'm in, in clinical care, I'm really, really careful about that. And I just load up the supplements. Um, and so if you, if you're on medications, you should really talk to your doctor to 
to connect you with a dietitian. Um, and I also think that also, if, yeah. you're not, if that's not being recommended for you, um, you know, it's just like when I'm shopping for a dress to wear to something special, I keep looking until I find the one that just fits just right for my body. And I would suggest that too, for anybody listening, you know, who's getting any advice from, from any sort of professional is that don't just stick with where you land, that if you're not getting, you know, the results that you want that, um, you know, to shop it around. Absolutely. If, you know, if one person doesn't work for you to help you, uh, you know, it's not one size fits all, like, like you mentioned, you know, there, there have been, you know, times where I've worked with individuals, but just didn't work out. So I, I refer them to somebody else and that's fine. That happens. I want to make sure that they're successful, you know, just as much as they want to be successful, but you have to find somebody that works best for you, for what your needs are. Um, you know, because we all have our own different types of specialties and things. And, you know, based on, on what you need, you need to find somebody that is going to help you the best. Yeah. I think my biggest takeaway from our conversation today is that our health, we have nothing without it. And that we really do need to take responsibility uh, for our bodies and for what we put into them and to educate ourselves and, you know, just you gave so many great points today on how we can get going on our way. And um, just to recap, you know, get a good night's sleep, use some of those tools, some of those oils, you know, screen time, maybe get a pair of those glasses. I know you can buy them at like TJ Maxx and Marshalls at the checkout. They have tons of them and they have them with readers and them, and, but they also have them plain because I've gotten them for my kids because our kids are all you know, at home and doing school on home and are getting more screen time than they ever have. So, um, so those glasses are a great idea and really to, you know, stop eating three or four hours before you go to bed, having really that fasting that we were meant to have that our bodies are built for and getting a good night's sleep kind of sundown to sun up. Um, I know that's not realistic for a lot of people who might have little kids and things like that, but, um, you know, slip in, you know, naps or go to bed earlier. It's what I always did is I just went to bed earlier because I get up earlier. Um, and then really fueling your body, starting the day with things that are good for you, you know, really setting the tone for the day by what you have in the morning really uh, fuels your body for, and helps you make the, the good decisions for the rest of the day. And to cut back the drinking, we talked about drinking, to cut that alcohol consumption down, which I think a lot of people have been using that as a de-stressor. Um, and it creeps up on us and, you know, you gotta be careful with that. What else do you want to add, do you think, in closing? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, those are all really great starts. And, you know, if you're listening, jot down these notes and just pick one or two things to master. And once you do master those things, move on to the next. Yeah. But you can't expect to be successful with a full plate. You have to sit down, organize yourself, come up with a plan and carry it out. Yeah. And one of the things that I did early on was I took a shopping list of yours from your website, which anybody can do. 
And I went to the store and it was, I know this sounds silly because I mean, obviously I know what spinach is and what, you know, what vegetables are, but a lot of the other condiments and, and salad dressings and all sorts of healthier choices that I can be making and swapping out for things that I already have in my pantry, I had to relearn and like reteach myself. And you'll see that over time, when I go to the grocery store, my cart does not look like it used to at all. And I go and, you know, they say shop the outer aisles and you really over time, but be patient with yourself. And it's a practice, just like spirituality. It's a practice. It's a practice. It's a practice. And then all of a sudden you wake up one day and you realize, oh, look how far I've come. You know, it sort of creeps up on you if you do it slowly. Um, And it also becomes more of your lifestyle if you do it slowly, rather than just trying to find that perfect recipe that's going to change. Absolutely. 100% 100% agree. I mean, when I first started, I spent hours and hours and hours just reading the labels on foods, teaching myself, you know, what is this ingredient? You know, is it going to serve me or is it not? And that's kind of how I, I, I look at nutrition. Is it going to benefit me? You know, of course I, I indulge, but I'm mindful of my indulgences. Yeah. And how do you do that? Can you give me um, some advice on that? So if I walk into a room and my kids have bought mini cupcakes and there's like a big tray of them and they're like all fun and bright little colors. I mean, how do you, (laughs) how do you approach a situation like that? So I I kind of like pick and choose like what I'm not just gonna, you know, I'm not that big of a cupcake person. If I was to have, maybe I'll have like a couple of bites of, of the frosting. I love the frosting because I'm a big whipped cream person. That's like my thing, whipped cream and berries. <laughs> but I also love chocolates. I also have, you know, dark chocolate. Um, I also like my wine, but I know I'll limit it to one to two glasses if I have it. Anything more than that, I know the next day my body's like, oh, that was not good. Okay. And, you know, I'm sure many of us. So what I'm that. hearing you're, is that you're thinking about how you're going to feel after. So maybe that's that's mm-hmm. what you're doing. You're saying to yourself, you know, is it worth it? I don't want the whole cupcake. I'll just have a little taste of the icing and be satisfied with it. Um, I sometimes say to myself, I've already tasted that. Like if I go back in the room and it's still there, I already know what it tastes like. I already had the experience yeah. and, and you oh, know, that's a good one. Yeah. Oh, I yeah absolutely. Know. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. all right. Well, thank you for coming back and for these great tips to help women with nutrition and Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm really grateful. Yeah. I'm Pam Rotelli Robertson, and you have been listening to Talking Joy, talks that help you realize your value while creating authentic connections with others. For more information about our talk today or to get in touch, you can find us at talkingjoy.org. And to keep the encouragement going, you can also follow Talking Joy on Instagram and Facebook. Simple, joyful, fun. Thanks for listening. This is Talking Joy.